0: really possible weed colloquialisms for the Nick Diaz sentiment that was UFC 183 is in the books, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage. I'm your host, Kevin Phillips, with me, of course, Raf Esparza. Raf, how are you rolling?
1: Terribly. I am in a a very, very bad mood right now. Why? Well, um, we're starting a little late. Which is never something I'm a fan of. But uh, not only are we starting late, it's because my computers have all decided to just like fuck with me today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like what we thought was going to happen with Y2K, that's what's happening in Raf's apartment I'm right now. I'm
1: going to let you know, and this is a completely <laughs> real sentence you get one more Y2K version. I, one of more any Y2K. Joke joke. <laughs> okay. I, was... I fucking lose it. <laughs> So we're gonna move past that, and we're I gonna said, talk about our guest who's on the line, out, which will put me in a much better mood. Before we
0: introduce him, and he's fine. It's important to note: I made the Y2K joke off the air. I thought it was mm-hmm. so good; I need to carry it on. I'm just appealing to the audience of the podcast. They're gonna be on my side here. Twitter's gonna, zero they are gonna rectify.
1: Let us going know. To tell you on, that was a worthy side, joke, yeah. or that we really needed to do it again. And that, you know what, that was a gift to me, and I said, Kevin, much like when a cat drops a fucking mouse on the doorstep, you just kind of look at it and you say, well, it's there. And that's what I did. Well, what I think is most important
0: is that I still have one more, as you have mentioned. Wait, wait, hold on, it was one more before you lose it? Or I had,
1: like, one Uh more? So tread lightly, because I phrased it exactly the way I wanted to. So you can figure out where you want to go with that.
0: Okay, well... And I'm going to move past it uh, only Thank because uh, I'm pretty high in the spirit of Nick Diaz. I thought we should speak to both sides of the of the podcast because I've also had a shitty week. But let's go to our guest because he's good looking and his voice is more soothing. From BJJGrappling.com, Ruben Avila.
2: What's is going on, my, fellas?
0: Am I saying Avila correctly? No, you're is not. It, it's Avelia, Avela, Avela.
2: <laughs> you did say it correct, it's, it's Avila.
0: Boom! And you didn't tell us the first time that you were such a looker, Rav. <laughs> this guy in his headshot I saw you put in the write-up of the podcast.
1: You were a little bit weird, as was talking about the abs of fighters and the way they looked. <laughs> it's a physical um, world I wasn't sure in. there was any real reason to discuss how our guests physically look, Kevin, but let's also discuss that the one note I got back from last week's podcast via somebody just randomly texting me was, Raph, the line of the show was, the continual ellipsis that is Kevin's sexuality, <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> and I said, I guess it's, it wasn't really a line that I thought was all that funny, because it's just been true. But hey, the audience loves what the audience loves.
2: was well, that was... Uh, that was dope. <laughs>
0: Good times. Maybe now we could get to the
1: UFC event? As Kevin is so nicely alluding, it, it is time to talk a little bit about the fights. Reuben, did you go to watch any of the fights this weekend?
2: I was. I was able to watch a couple of a couple of fights, actually.
1: Okay, now Reuben, do things change for you when there's more at stake here? Uh, like, uh, are are you watching with a little more invested, if you would?
2: I absolutely was. I, it made it a little bit more fun for me. I was watching the fights and, you know, I was cheering for good fights, but my guy wasn't winning. I was thinking, oh man, I, I'm going to lose my predictions. So uh, that, that wasn't cool. So it, it was kind of like, I guess, like fantasy football. It did amplify my, my engagement.
1: Was there any moment when you accidentally cheered for somebody you didn't pick and then had a halting <laughs> moment of, ah, shit.
2: Plenty, <laughs> plenty, yes. Uh, but uh, it, yeah, because I guess I was cheering for for really good fights, but then I was realizing, oh no, that's not the one that I picked, and then <laughs> then I forget who I picked, and uh, then that wasn't good too. So
1: <laughs> it is very difficult because we do these picks, uh, and I don't want to spoil it for the audience. We do these picks about a week out, so lots of things change. Like lots of people just pass out. I like the Eden's Don't make weight. Let's say that. Uh, I think it's that hard to grasp <laughs> that we recorded a week, ahead,
0: a week ahead of schedule.
1: Well, I just want to make sure that when people hear this, that when they know yep. they are listening to us, it is up magic. to the minute analysis. <laughs> They're tuned okay? into
0: the magic, baby. You're That's right, Raph. Right.
1: Jesus, you are high. So, uh, anyway. One of the things that makes it so spectacular is uh, – so we're, we're a day before the fights, and we'll get to the actual fights. But let's talk a little bit about the culture of weight cutting. Uh, Kevin – It's dangerous shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin, if you showed up nine pounds overweight at 10.30 in the morning and you had the flu,
0: yeah,
1: what would be the first words out of your mouth?
0: Do you guys have maybe like a job I could do that didn't require fighting? Is there, like, a something else I could do? Like, I could be the guard for Diaz as he's coming in. Like, I could do that. That would be my – I would try and immediately pitch myself as having a counter skill.
1: Ruben, uh, and Kevin and I don't know this all that much because uh, we tend to fight in our weight classes, if you would. Um, Kevin fights in several weight classes. But as someone who I'm sure – do you cut weight when you're competing?
2: I'm Actually, in the middle of a, of a weight cut for a tournament, but it's it's completely different. I have a tournament at the end of this month, and I have to weigh in at a certain weight with the gee right before fighting. Right, but I have that whole month to make that weight. There isn't a, a next day scenario, so there isn't. It wouldn't make much sense for me to go in hydrated and and uh, emaciated and starved. When the performance is going to suck. That being said, I do have quite a lot of teammates that will still wait the last couple of days and then, you know, do whatever they have to do. Sometimes the day of the tournament, they're running in sweaters and, and so on and so forth. And and so they find a way to get it done and kick ass. But um, it's, it's not the same as the better They seem to be able to, like, just lean down until the last. Ten or so pounds, and then they do the crazy things to manipulate their their uh, <laughs> their I guess the hydration of their body, and then they they, they, they have all day to recover.
0: Crazy shit, like the Epson. crazy. It's now come. It's completely a custom that twenty four hours before a fight, many of these fighters took an extreme Epsom salt bath, followed by. Seconds after hitting weight, uh, IV fluid, like they're all yeah. getting bags of IV seconds after they yes. finish. That is a fucking problem. like that is a problem.
1: It well can't Kevin, be good. You, you are transitioning ever so nicely because we had two fighters uh, who were reported to pass out, and we've talked about the the dangers of cutting weight and how extreme versions of that can be bad. but one of those folks got to fight, and the other one did not. Uh, So it brought up a weird double standard in this section. But this is the question I was waiting the entire week to ask you guys. Tyrone Woodley, not pleased, Kelvin Gastelum came in nine pounds overweight. Kelvin had a fucking flu. Then shows up those four and a half hours later because he's like, fuck, still didn't lose the weight. Tyrone Woodley (laughs) walks up to Kelvin behind the scenes and says, yo, man, I just want you to know I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the situation. Kevin, my question to you, what was the situation? Because to me, they're one and the same. Uh, he was... <laughs> I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. The situation
0: was that he was both sick and a fat ass. And that he was mad about both. And it wasn't just that he was nine pounds overweight. It was also that he was sick. Lord Spirit be with you. 'Cause Tyrone Woodley okay. seems that like okay. it's true. But I see Rubin, your point. I do. Rubin, see let me your ask point. you
1: the same question because <laughs> I I'm going to let Tyrone Woodley know this right here, right now. He may not have done this on purpose, but this is a phrase that is going to carry over into this podcast whenever I'm furious at Kevin. For example, listeners, Kevin, I'm not mad that you use that terrible Y two K joke. I'm just mad at the situation. <laughs> the situation
0: is like, well, one would argue, I guess, had I not said the joke, there would be no situation, so those seem pretty linked, but I appreciate the, uh, the subtlety I don't know, nuanced. I'm just saying I'm mad at
1: the situation. I'm mad at the situation, <laughs> Kevin. Just I, the situation.
0: Yeah, but you know how mad Tyrone Woodley was? How mad? He fucking won. He won via decision. I think, and I, compliments to Ruben, because I feel like I went tough 17 Gaslam. Don't know if he was on tough 17. He was. He was definitely on top 17. <laughs> I'm sure I went tough 17 <laughs> then. But uh, Woodley took out his frustration on the situation <laughs> on his opponent.
1: Well, okay. Uh, and Kevin, you, you do bring up a good point, and we'll get to the fight analysis uh, right here, right now. But let's start up at the top. Gentlemen. Did Silva versus Diaz live up to your expectations? Ruben, I'll start with you.
2: Uh, You know what? That was the most entertaining show I've seen in a long time. Uh, And I'm not saying it was a great fight, but it was definitely very entertaining. Uh, Man, Nick Diaz cracked me up. I love the fact that you and I, Silva, worse than Silva has ever clowned anyone, ever. And uh, he tried, to, it seemed like he did it to pump himself up and get into the, his own little fight mode. And then he went out there and he he pushed forward the whole fight. He really did. He went at Anderson. Anderson danced around and picked the shots and, you know, he won by, I guess, being more strategic. But I like the fight, man. Nick Diaz went out there, he did his thing, he did what what people would expect Nick Diaz to do. He tried to beat him up. Anderson's just, you know, a little bit better, better uh, strategic fighter, and he took it to him. But I like the fight. I was hoping, for, well, I really was, but, you know, no one's ever knocked Nick Diaz out, and uh, it, it takes Anderson to put his put his chin out there to get knocked out. So I thought it was a great fight. I loved it. All right, Kevin.
1: I'll
0: say this. I I agree. It was entertaining. And it was so hard to explain to my friends that were watching the fight who Nick Diaz is and why he was worthy. Because everyone's heard of Anderson Silva. But you have to follow MMA to know who Nick Diaz is, which is weird because he seems on that same stature. Crazy fighter that will now, I think, like... In some sort of weird MMA way, he cemented a spot in history on the same night. Anderson Silva also cements history with the most amount of UFC wins, though. It seems like that a lot of those records are in jeopardy because of his long embrace partner, John Jones, uh, which I hope we're going to talk about that very sincere (laughs) embrace that they had at some point. Uh, But. Really fun fight. Like, it really was. I agree. I just wanted it to be finished. I could have also used a scotch of jujitsu. I'm saying 25 minutes feels like at least one and a half of them could have spent in some half guard maneuvering, maybe doing some attacks. Like, just put it on display, gents.
1: Kevin, let's discuss who's going to go into half guard.
0: Uh, One of them could have between those two. No, they're not. Oh, for fuck's sake! Be real. Who's getting submitted? No one. They're so sweaty, and neither of them really care. But they could have put on a little (laughs) exhibition. Somebody's
1: underneath. You know what happens in an MMA fight? People can punch, Kevin. Nobody wants to start from the half guard. That's not exactly like, oh yeah, you know what? This is my most ideal and money place because guess what? This person's not going to punch me while I try and set up for this lucrative uh, knee no, no, bar. No. Oh, no, seriously,
0: ow. keep arguing logic in a fight where someone laid down voluntarily in the first round and got back up. Please, no. That's fine, Explain Kevin. That you can, they you can continue. No, the progression of the fight goes go. like
1: <laughs> law that you're waiting for, but you know that deep down inside, you actually wanted to see jujitsu with two yeah. black belts yeah. who were neither of them <laughs> in their, their deepest of hearts saying, yeah, this is going to the ground. Both of them <laughs> wanted to keep this fight standing out. And Kevin, yeah. I'm just saying I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad at the situation uh, of your thinking. <laughs> okay, I think I understand. Okay, yeah. all right, good. <laughs> Let me ask this, though. I mean, we I think everybody walked away a little disappointed. Uh, takeaways that I thought were positive. Anderson still, Silva still looks very, very sharp yeah, and yeah. dangerous. That's the most important thing. Dangerous at 39 because I think the only difference is this. At no point did I see him try to go for the kill to knock out Nick Diaz. Ruben, I'm going to ask you, do you feel it's because he wanted to stay a little more in the fight or do you fear that he was nervous he would expose himself if he was trying to go for the kill?
2: Um, Well, I mean, Anderson is coming off of two horrible losses. He... Then he he broke his leg, which is you know just I, I don't even have a word for that, but I mean it he couldn't have had the exact same mentality that he had in his earlier years. I think it was it was maybe a little bit due to I I do feel that like he did look a little bit older. I felt like his reflexes were a little bit slower. They don't look quite as good as they used to be. I think it was just he was just I think he was a little gun shy.
1: I'll, I'll, you I'm know, Ruben, I'll agree with you on this. I'll, I'll, I'll say this as well. I think for Anderson, you're right about the reflexes because the Anderson, Anderson Silva of old would let you like drop his hands and kind of let you get into the fight. And Anderson was still doing that a little bit, but he was off a tick where he'd be taking some, some punches where he couldn't matrix his way out of it like he normally could. Um, having said that, Kevin, some people are saying, This should be Anderson Silva's last fight. Are you one of those people?
0: Are you kidding? I thought for sure he was setting up a joke when he was like, my family doesn't want me to fight anymore. My wife. I thought he was going to be like, but fuck that. I'm coming back. I'm going to kill someone. That's what's next. He's like, get GSP's (laughs) retired steroid ass back in this cage. I'm going to smack him down. That's what I was waiting for. I don't think Anderson Silva is done fighting. Mostly because uh, when he's focused... Like, Nick Diaz might be one of the hardest goddamn people to knock out in the UFC. He might be. Like, I don't know anyone else that could have withstood some of the blunt force straight rights that he was taking. It was brutal. That's why his head was all chopped off. Like uh, it was a rough night on Diaz's face. Like, all credit to Diaz for still pushing forward, but he's a warrior. Silva's fighting again,
1: for for okay. sure. Okay, okay. okay. He, so you you say the family has no input in this?
0: I'm saying the family has input, but they're living in a warehouse. Each of them that's all built on a mountainside, erected out of Silva's honor. Like he's the highest paid MMA fighter in
1: the world. Well, that's actually debatable. We did see how much he got paid. He got paid a half mil and two hundred thousand dollars for extra. Uh, uh, I guess winning bonus, one might say. He probably uh, not also actual... won a
0: Harley. <laughs>
1: yes, that's... Okay. Well, here's the other question I, I guess I'll pose to you guys. Is Kevin, I know you're saying he will, but what do you want? Do you want him to continue fighting?
0: Yeah, I do. I don't think he's done. I think he could beat Chris Weidman.
1: Okay, well, the Chris Weidman's uh, folks are saying that's not a good idea. They don't really, really want it. Ruben, are you in the same place? Do you want to see him continue to fight?
2: You know, I have one last fight I want to see him do, and that's the GSP fight. It doesn't make a lot of sense. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see him against Weinman. I think Weinman is going to beat him. You know, even before he uh, knocks him down with a good shot, and I, I and I think Anderson's. I think that's it. It's time to call a wrap. Go out on top. Don't go out like Roy Jones. Is Roy Jones still fighting?
1: Probably. We know the (laughs) only fight that people are talking about in boxing is allegedly Pacquiao (laughs) and Mayweather had a discussion at a basketball They talked in a
0: fucking basketball game. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Look out. (laughs) (laughs) It was the Bucks and the Heat.
0: Like, no way anything good is happening because the Bucks played the Heat.
1: Last by the way, Jesus, let's just say this real quick. Dick move to go upstage the Bucks versus the Heat.
0: I know. People people <laughs> were talking about how like even the players would have been okay if they were just like, Let's settle this right here. They would be like, ah, screw the game. Let's find out how this goes.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure you get the Bucks, you just go, Guys, guys, you know what? Um, let's just be real about the situation. The magic's just not gonna happen today. Do you guys do you guys forfeit? Let's see the fight.
0: Yeah, let's let's uh, get two rounds of this in. Like we'll be in the background <laughs> cheering our balls off. We're the big winners. <laughs> let's do this.
1: So, we you know, before did anybody have any last uh mentions for for the fight? I know Kevin, you wanted to bring up the embrace between the new bros, oh, Anderson Silva and John Jones.
0: Yeah, I I also couldn't tell if they, they he might have done a a little bump right there in front row alley like it felt like they might have been like let's get blazed get that coke out i don't got to get tested let's do this uh they had a real moment are they are they thinking about going into tag team
1: uh if they would it would be one of the best tag teams i think you could assemble
0: they should go over and uh, do like a wcw whatever wwe whatever Val is after the WWE now. They should go do with that. They, sh- they would make a ton of money.
1: That's good. I'm, I'm glad you've said Val because it shows that you're trying to be smarter than what <laughs> I guess. It really appears, but. Um, let's go this. Um, all right. So obviously that was a fight that happened. Different opinions on where we want to see Anderson Silva. Personally, I still want to see him in the cage. I don't know that I need to see him in a title hunt, but yes, obviously GSP would be a great fight if we would ever even get that, but it just depends on if GSP ever wants to come down from, you know, doing the most exciting things one does with money. But uh, I don't know much like Pacquiao and, and Mayweather, I feel like we'll never get the fight we ever wanted to see. So there's that. Let's move on to the other fights. Tyrone Woodley. We, we talked a little bit about the weight cut What did you guys end up thinking of the fight, Kevin? Uh,
0: It was... (laughs) This was one of those fights that I guess um, was kind of boring in totality. Like, it uh, didn't have a lot of strikes. It didn't have a lot of wrestling. It did have a lot of acting like they were going to strike and acting like they were going to wrestle and um, big letdown. And it started with the weight cut. It probably got worse when... Tyrone Woodley said he was just mad at the situation. And Calvin Gaston was probably like, oh, it's like my parents say they're disappointed in me. It's worse. It just felt like a fight that no one gave a shit about. I don't... anyone?
2: Okay. Anyone?
1: Okay.
0: Anyone Ruben. Feel different?
2: Uh I thought the the fight with Tyrone Woodley was was pretty terrible. <laughs> Woodley is usually pretty aggressive and he picks his shots, but he, he usually comes forward, takes a couple of shots here and there. Yeah. Uh, didn't do that. At like all. Kevin was saying, they both were. Can't, can't hear me?
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I'm just. I'm impressed that you're agreeing with me. Oh, okay. I'm impressed <laughs> yeah. with your evolution as a fight uh, analysis. Yeah,
2: they. Yeah. Punches and fainting shots and fainting feints and, uh, man, <laughs> I, just, I don't even know what's going on with them. Uh, <laughs> and when Tyrone did finally hurt him, he. Uh, he usually does, you know. He had he, he had Pudge uh, on wheels, and he just could not put him out. That was very. I'm sorry. Hold so, on. let's all take a it. moment
1: for you. Pudge on wheels. That's what you were referring to,
0: had <laughs> Pudge on wheels. That was wow. great. That was. I think that goes into metaphor of the year candidate. I know we don't have anyone oh, that sounded it,
1: but on wheels. First of all, on behalf of fat people everywhere, how <laughs> dare you? <laughs> Second of all, pudge on wheels sounds like the opposite of meals on wheels. They just give food to people who are already fat. They're just like, you're fat. Here, here's some more food. Take it, <laughs> eat it.
0: Pudge on wheels.
1: I don't. You know, what? I don't even have any more to say on this other than this. Do you think it changes yeah. the fight? when you have Kelvin, who's obviously fighting Tyrone Woodley, but at the same point is told that no matter how he fights, he's going to have to go up a division. So in a certain way, it's not like you're cementing any further status or an argument for 170. At this point, you're making the argument for 185, and I've got news for Kelvin. There was a reason he dropped down from 185 to begin with. It's a very tough category, and even more murky now in the fact that jesus weidman's out and vitor belfort doesn't want to fight for an interim title unless it's somebody he really wants to fight so what do you guys think does that change your your idea as a fighter when you go into that is it okay to play a little more safe uh let's start by kevin what do you think
0: no and i think kelvin gessler to your point is gonna get his ass kicked at 185 like uh Not a great, not a great sign for him. I mean, Kev, isn't
2: the
1: thing, like, he won a very tough season of The Ultimate Fighter, and the first thing he did after he won was he goes, hey guys, I'm going down to 170, and you go, well, what was that all about then? (laughs) Yeah. Why did he
0: do this? It made sense when he did it, just because he is tiny for a 185-er, but, you know, I don't know, some fighters look better, like, Anthony Rumble Johnson looks better. There's the one example that I can point to of guys that went up sure. a weight class by the way. There's so many that don't get any better. I hope I hope <laughs> it goes well. I hope we do see him and he is back as the fighter we know, but that was not the fighter we know. And frankly, if I came in 9 pounds overweight, I'd really want to beat the shit out of that guy. I would. Okay. I just like I'd want to fucking end it so people were like, "Yeah, let's bring him back." So my desperation meter would be turned up, not down.
1: All right, so you would knock out Pudge on wheels. Oh, Ruben, I'm going to ask you I'd this. go
0: Pudge. I'd bury my fucking fatness face. I'd take all fifteen pounds of that extra and just get him. I'd just put it on him. Yes.
1: <laughs> out of context theater, we'll have a field day with whatever Kevin was talking about there. But uh, let's go and talk about the next fight. I, I I have to ask you this, Ruben, because it's bothering me. You were very easily rooting for Joe Lazon. We in the BJJ community love Joe Lazon. Is it time for him to not be fighting anymore?
2: You you might be onto something. Um, however, I, I, I have a hard time saying that he's not that old. Mm, but maybe he has taken too many demons. I don't know. I, it'd be easier for me to say yes if he was a little older. Uh, but I do have a lot of love for JLo and I'm probably going to cheer for him no matter who he fights just, just because, uh, you know, I've been watching him for such a long time. He's a really good jujitsu guy. Um, he looks like, like the Ill- illegitimate child of the undertaker and Sigourney Weaver. How can you not cheer for him?
1: So how long did it take you to write that joke? Like how long were you sitting on Sigourney Weaver and the undertaker?
2: While well, I was looking at his face, and, and then I was seeing him staying standing up when he was clearly knocked out dead. And I was thinking, man, that, that reminds me, you get the shit beat out of him, and he was, you know, he would back up every time, right?
1: Oh, so what you're saying is he just didn't have the urn. If he had the urn, everything would have been just fine.
2: Oh, bear. That's the same fact. Oh,
1: <laughs> well, there you go. Um, I will say this. It is always hard to tell a fighter when they need to step down. The only reason I guess I can say that uh, about him wanting to not see him in the octagon as much anymore is because I've seen his wars. They've been exciting. He has a ton of fight bonuses because of how exciting he fights. But it looked a little zombie-like out there, and it it was scary, especially when I was yelling from my seats. And I don't know if you were doing this, Kevin. To stop the fight. Like, I wanted to figure out if there was some way I could yell for the referee to just stop. Like, I threw a towel from my viewing party, but I don't think the ref saw it. Uh,
0: He might have missed it. (laughs) He might have missed it. I agree. The fight might have ended prematurely. I disagree that Lazan should go. And here's my... I have one simple path. His name was Chris Lieben. Chris Lieben had these moments where... if he was on the main card, maybe it wasn't quite time yet. And then he would drop down into those prelims. Because who the fuck doesn't want to see Le- Joe Lozon fight, right? Keep him in. Let him do some prelim work. Maybe he knocks somebody out. Maybe he doesn't. Either way, cool. Watch him fight some new kid. That's always good to go. Uh, so he should follow that Chris Lieben path and get like four or five more fights out of the out of the undercard, because that's where he's, okay. you know. But Al Quinta also might be really good. He all might right, be right. super
1: good. Okay. I mean, he is good. Uh, I think he'd definitely jump the level if he, he's getting Joe on that one. But uh, He certainly was, is winning to in the
0: category of apathetic facial expression.
1: Uh, no yes. No one beats him in that category. The the highly contested uh, competition of apathetic the UFC. Apathetic
0: facial expression.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, I'm going to ask you this. Um, Ruben? What did you think of the arm triangle that finished Tim Boch?
2: oh that, that was that was uh, devastating because that picked Boch to win. Um, that was a great fight. I could not believe uh, Talis Leach, uh decided to stand up and strike. What a big difference from when he Anderson uh, did not see it going that way, did not think he was going to stand up. Uh, they both rocked each other. Um, when Boch escaped that first arm triangle, I was, you know, standing and screaming at the TV, and then he landed the fucking <laughs> arm head and arm, and then I was a wrap, and I was pissed.
1: I mean, it's hard to be, you know, really, really happy about it. We hear at the podcast that is the preferred yeah. uh, submission finish, so we're always happy when we see something like that happen. Uh, however. I will ask this, and th- you brought up something that's really interesting, which is, you really thought they were going to stand up the whole time? Because I thought that was uh, Thales' way of winning, because I don't want to stand up and trade with Tim. That just puts him into the fight. Kevin, what were your thoughts on that?
0: Couldn't, uh, well, I guess I didn't see it ending the way it ended. Obviously, it was crushing to me as a, as someone who has a pretty strong record of going Team Bosch. It was crushing. It was also like an enjoyable moment when someone reaches inside a puppet. Like that's kinda how it felt. It was torturous but in a good way because that arm triangle was <laughs> fucking beautiful. He choked the shit out of him. He jumped that it jumped right at him out, threw his legs across into that like judo throw, just really ripped into it. It was perfect. So I felt great. Big one.
1: fans here. I, th- I thought it was a great finish. And uh, when we're talking about great finishes here, let's also talk about the Algo Alves. And Kev, you did pick somebody in this fight. Do you remember who you picked?
0: Yes, I do remember who I picked.
1: Okay, what were your thoughts?
0: I couldn't but fucking leave. He pulled a <laughs> Seattle Seahawks moment in that goddamn fight. And spoiler alert if you haven't seen the Super Bowl. The way Jordan Mean came out and just got kicked so hard in the stomach felt like somebody whispered in his ear, hey, remember you're negative 280 and on the Vegas line and we put seven grand that you were going to lose. So just remember that. Like I think you said what you needed to say by beating the ever-living shit out of him for those first two rounds, nearly stopping the fight multiple times. So just remember that we could... We could all head to Aspen before your next. Okay,
1: fight. okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Kevin. You're 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 on the vague way of accusing this of almost being. Are you accusing this of being him taking a fall?
0: It was weird. He's just beating the shit out of Thiago okay. Alves, and then all of a sudden, a kick to the stomach has him like.
1: Ah! Let me let like me bring this up real quick. At the camera. I think the thing that you are bringing up, is interesting because and, I alluded to the fact of it could have been a fall. Like, it looked a little awkward, like, staged, like, as a joke. And Twitter was very quick to let me know the following. Have you ever been kicked in the stomach? (laughs) Like, there's no way that could have been, like, a fucking foot. And I'm like, guys, if you look at the footage, I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying comedically, if you see a person get hit and kicked in the stomach and then go, oh, ow. And then take a second to think about it and go, oh, wait, ow, fall to the ground. Comedically, yes, it does look like a fucking fall, although that looked like one hell of a kick. Uh, Ruben, were you surprised by it? And, and were you surprised in, in the fact that you you saw that coming? You saw that fight go down exactly the way it needed to. Oh,
2: yeah, I called it, I mean, punch for punch, kick, for pick. I knew exactly the way it was going to happen. Shut and if you watch the post-fight uh, wrap-up with Joe Rogan, so did Thiago. He said, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> he was so uh, <laughs> so confident <laughs> about his per- performance. It was funny. Um, man, Jordan Mean is pretty good. He surprised me. He surprised me that first round. I thought, I thought another pick was going to go down the drain. Thank God Tiago pulled out that random kick to the gut. Um, but I'll let you guys know. For someone that has been hit in in the gut like that, it it is very much a delayed reaction. A very very often it could happen like that. Guys, go back and see. I don't know who someone punched De La Hoya in the in the ribs. And oh, it takes, don't don't bring like, real things into too. this.
1: This is why why people on Twitter are stupid. Don't try and actually <laughs> analyze what we're no, saying. No,
2: but it does happen TV. like. It really does. We it do. Everybody knows you're that.
1: Like... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to find out something new from somebody who's going off of one of my jokes on Twitter and go, you know what, guys? You've enlightened me. I'm going to try next time and bring real analysis to this. No, that's I'm not saying, the way it works.
2: Yeah, because, I'm saying
1: uh, uh, I have been kicked there. And you know what? I know it could be debilitating. I've had the wind knocked out of me. However, I'm just saying that still doesn't make it any less hilarious to watch this man go, oh, yeah, ow. So let's go there and let's (laughs) talk about, you know, I just wanted to bring up this last fight, uh, which was Misha Tate versus Sarah McMahon. Let's talk about how in the very beginning, Kevin, was it not scary for Misha getting hit on the button?
0: Terrifying. And you know, we're Team Tate at this podcast. If you know anything about Verbal Tap, Team Tate. We're deep in the corner. She was getting the shit kicked out of her. And it was reminiscent of the Carmouche fight. Uh, except, you know, you kind of remember why Misha Tate's good. And it's never because she comes out strong. She always comes out, like, gets in a tangle, throws some crazy jujitsu. Judo hip tosses in and just becomes a badass. You gotta love that. She's got grit. That's uh that's some badass women. Great women's fight though. Great fight. She
1: did, and she did a good job. I thought it was really weird. There was a thirty twenty seven in there. Yeah. And if we're yeah, being no honest. honest whew. Whew. <laughs> Who saw that? Who did that happen in that? Which, first fight,
0: were, which fight were you
1: watching? We um, talking 3027? about the round when Uh, Sarah McMahon broke her orbital bone? (laughs) I'm not really sure. Okay. Um, So I thought that was a good fight, but uh, the only other fight I wanted to bring up, and I guess this is more of a comment, was Ed Herman, I guess in the post presser days before the fight, said the following. I know you guys will laugh when I bring this up, but I'm just saying stylistically, I would be a bad fight for Anderson Silva.
2: This oh my was God!
1: Hours before <laughs> getting violently knocked out, uh, so it was very oh hard my God. to associate with <laughs> those two things. <laughs> um, oh, he's right.
0: I
2: don't,
1: there's more We're to say there. Laugh. I, I really we are don't. Gonna I think laugh.
0: Everybody's gonna um,
1: laugh. <laughs> but I do. I do have to ask this before <laughs> we get uh, to the results. I just had one quick question that I needed to ask, uh, Ruben. Ruben, are you here? Yeah. Okay, Ruben, uh, I just wanted to ask you real quick. Who did you have in Thiago Santos versus Andy Enns?
2: I'm sorry, can you repeat that?
1: Yeah, who did you have in Thiago Santos versus Andy Enns?
2: I have no idea. I don't even remember picking that one.
1: You didn't, so I'm asking you who you're picking now.
2: Uh, Whoever won that fight.
1: Okay, good. You picked uh, Thiago Santos. Very good job, which would mean that you actually won.
0: What? Yeah, see what happens
1: here, Kevin, is you guys actually tied, but he didn't have a pick for that fight. So we went down to tiebreakers. Neither of you got anything right. And we wanted to make sure that we gave him (laughs) the ability to go ahead and pick his last pick, which means, congratulations, Ruben, you won this installment of Over Under Kevin. What?
2: Yeah. There's a huge
1: <laughs> asterisk next to this one. Absolutely not, because in fact, <laughs> it means that with less fight picks, Kevin, he not only tied you, but his actual picking percentage was higher than yours. Therefore, Reuben, uh, I believe you are the winner of what?
0: There's a over under,
2: and the bet.
0: There's a different way to look bet? at this. There's a very different way to look at this, and that's that in the chance to give a pick, he was Kevin, so no. simple-minded that he forgot to make one.
1: Now, here's the thing, Kevin. Uh, he had the opportunity to discuss, but it was when you had said something so incredibly stupid that we just – we really had to bypass it. Uh, it was when you were falling down. Now, Kevin, here's the other part of that sense, and I would probably be a little bit more forgiving and maybe call it more of a tie, but Kevin, here's the other thing. You picked, originally, Ed Herman to win. Remember the guy we talked about who just said that he was a bad stylistic matchup for Anderson Silva? Yes. (laughs) You picked him, and do you know who talked you out of picking him? Who? That would be me. Therefore, I am judge, jury, and executioner here. And Ruben wins. So you wouldn't have reversed it unless I pushed you into it. So, as I said, Ruben won. Yep, go back and listen to the podcast.
0: This is the weirdest. What did he win? What was the bet?
1: Ruben, do you remember what you won? Uh, yeah. Do you Kevin
2: okay, to take you? a do, uh, play on word with the not um... Yeah, that's what you have to do.
1: What was it? Hey, right. on, hold on. Ruben, do, me one, do us one more favor. Can, do you mind saying that over again, real quick? He's cutting it out.
2: Uh, with words on the phrase, don't be scared, homie, and posted all over social media. And uh, that's pretty much it.
1: Okay, so let me see if I get this straight. Kevin has to do something on his social media where it says, don't be scared, homie. What was the other part of it?
2: it? It doesn't have to. It's just like, you know, what do the words don't be scared, homie, inspire? I'm looking for an artistic yeah, art- expression of that. Um, and, and he has two different social media profiles, right? What is it, Facebook and Twitter? Yeah. Yep. So one for each would be – one for each would do just fine.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Well, I think that settles that. Okay. Um, I'll definitely do one so-
0: – and I'll tag it right at him for Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do one for Facebook and Twitter that might also have a YouTube component.
2: There you go. Okay.
1: Sure. Uh, but I will caution you, Kevin. Any way of trying to disrupt this and trying to proclaim that you actually won this will you, nullify it. No, you need and, to know
0: that's going to happen. Like you need to know oh, that no. there is a huge <laughs> asterisk sitting
1: Here's the problem, right though, next Kevin. to
0: this fight and it looks like you' I'm case. letting you know it has
1: to go on our social media and I have all of those passwords as well and I won't allow it to happen. So therefore, <laughs> you have to do this straight up and you have to admit you lost because <laughs> the records clearly show it or I will take that footage and I will edit it properly.
0: I do not feel like I should have to say it out loud. I should only have to live in a world where I'm letting you rule this aristocracy because you created the bumper, but I don't feel like I should have to... You created
1: the bumper, and you drive a segment, and you came up with the guests... And you also have given me spoils of riches of, well, I don't really win, but you've made it possible. Yes, Kevin, what I'm saying to you is this. I'm very sorry for your loss, and I wish that you had known (laughs) to pick better on your own. And had you picked Brunson on your own without Ed Herman's help, without my help, it would have been a tie, but it was not.
0: This is such a ridiculous like we have we picked the same amount of fights it's that it's almost like i'm being penalized it's the amount of
1: fights, actually. this
0: is like deflate gate it's like you unleash leash the balls and i'm somehow getting blamed
2: kevin for the kevin NFL's kevin kevin ruben don't be mad at raf just be mad at the situation <laughs>
1: And therein, Ruben so has figured hate out hate the so exact that I started off this Damn podcast. It. Well played, Ruben. I'm glad you follow the line of thinking a here. Ruben, I want to thank you so much for being a part of our, our very, very special uh, UFC 183 uh, recap series. I know Kevin's coming off of a major loss here. Do you have any words <sighs> of advice for him going forward?
2: Um, no. Um, I'm hoping this will lead through a spiraling down that will uh, – team going through some really really tough times and I hope I you do. continue losing for the rest okay. of the year Jesus Christ
0: what a moment <laughs> in the show I was, I was like, first of all uh, I guess he's on the Diaz train of like well, I'm just going to say how I feel <laughs> I'm glad I won
1: uh, you step I on just, the throat I just love that Ruben's the guy who sees that John Jones has a cocaine problem and goes hey man here's some more cocaine this should help Oh, yeah.
0: Hey, John Jones, why don't you stop being a (laughs) a pussy? Why don't you try that? That's what you yell at
1: people with addiction problems. Ruben, (laughs) thank you so much for joining us, guys. You want to keep up with Ruben at BJJGrappling.com. Ruben, uh, do you have any more uh, kind of shout-outs you want to do that we can help you out with here?
2: Um... Sure, yeah. Shout out uh, Grounder Soap. They just sent me a, a care package, so check them out. It's a new soap company for Jiu-Jitsu guys. Um, they were pretty cool. Other than that, thank you guys very much for having me on. I had a blast, Kevin. It was an honor and a privilege, minus the honor and the privilege. <laughs> uh, so. Is
0: there
1: a soap that makes you better at jujitsu, jitsu Raf, that I didn't know about?
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, it depends so on
1: who's crazy. paying the bills because there's several soap companies and i don't know that we've attached ourselves to any of them yet but I yes i
0: well, f- you're gonna be seeing me a little less at training and a
1: little more in the shower <laughs> well that's as good a moment as any to go ahead and say thank you very much reuben uh we, we hope you had a good time on here and we will catch you later
2: buddy all right you guys have a good night
0: UFC 183. Off to a great year so far, UFC. Like, it was kind of a little disappointing because Donald Cerrone wasn't in the card. Did you feel that way at any point, or were you okay? He had to be. Did he? I'm sure he did. He was probably like, oh, God, he was. He was making himself available if Diaz didn't show up. Correct. Which, by the way, can we agree there was some whistleblowing journalism going on? for the 24 hours that Nick Diaz either did or did not show up to some things.
1: No, because you're supposed to show up to open workouts. It's different when you miss your flight and Dana white is the one stirring the pot. I'm not saying they have to follow through on it, but I'm saying, Kevin, if I provided you with the flight to my wedding and I said, you need to get on this flight because here's the time. And you didn't get on that flight. I'd probably be a little pissed too.
0: And we, let's treat like the rehearsal dinner as open workouts. <laughs> and I don't show up.
1: I uh, swear to Emma, God, I'll kill you if you don't. It's not hello. even me. You know what? You you won't even die at my hands. You'll have met my other family members who will kill you if you're not at the rehearsal dinner. So <laughs> The mountains
0: are it. north. The mountains are north. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you get mm-hmm. going. Uh <laughs> Okay, well noted. So, Good. Donald, we're with you though. Mm-hmm. Great fight! It was a lot of fun to watch Nick Diaz fight, and you know maybe that was part of it. We we're like Nick, let's skip some things and really drive the PR to this thing to the nuts. How crazy did you notice? Maybe you didn't Sports Center was live from fucking pay per view. It was for it was on Sports Center for seven minutes.
1: Yes, that has been a dream of Dana's, and they, they toned it down a little bit when they were flirting with it, because the ESPN was looking to buy or invest in the UFC in some way for a while back. When they Fox need ended us up getting
0: badly because they have not merged those brands well.
1: Well, they I mean they don't have MMA journalists. They're still a very new thing. That's why you read certain things by MMA journalists and go, "What? Yeah. This is an MMA journalist? It's a yeah. very new thing."
0: drive some analysis guys give them some intake like where what why are you shying away from being able to talk fast and quit setting up the fighters to have to answer super specific like it was just like not setting them up for strategic answers but rather setting them up for some I didn't enjoy the coverage necessarily but it was really cool to see it on it It it's cool to see the ASPN they gotta get the they can't show highlights
1: no I'm surprised
0: that's not a problem that would seem like a problem to me. Well, the person trying to produce that ESPN segment oh,
1: because cool. they Let's want Jersey. Fox, they want Fox to have the exclusive. Fox Sports Swan is supposed to be your your end all be all for fight analysis and coverage. Well,
0: I'm sure ESPN loves that and is really interested in continuing forward. Well, we'll see how it happens out. Do you know what the details are of that? How do they do that on ESPN? Will they continue to? Or are they done with that? Do you know?
1: Depends. I think they're probably testing out the waters. Um, I think it's also a slow week. So, so
0: they don't and, have to commit to that at all? Uh, none kind of us of know they... anything about television. Like, no one knows sure. anything. You know some things. That's why I'm asking. I don't know.
1: <laughs> sure. And I think that it's, it's a weird uh, relationship. I think... They recognize it's becoming a bigger, bigger sport, but it was also part of a very popular sports weekend, and it happened to be another thing that was interesting. Dana White happens to be a, a huge Patriots fan, which yeah. only adds to the, the field of the fire. So it, it's oh. an interesting thing.
0: Did you see the Kimmel video with I did. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? Super I funny. Did. Like, single funniest thing to come from Deflate Gate. Like, I mean, was, it was, was as funny particular. as the
2: sports
1: fans of Boston could be.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> like, that's it. That was it. That was fantastic, though. And then with the Kimmel stuff. Anyway, uh, I guess we're just bringing everybody up to speed on all the culture that's been going around the UFC right You know, big things. What's going on here? I don't know how to deflate gate and those other things have anything to do with it, but we're just keeping it MMA. Raph. right that's – it's going to do it for the heart of the show, which means it's time for some shout-outs. Yes. Uh, Got to check out the new BJJ Finder app. New improved interface. Looking good. I was actually messing with it, using it, hitting the share button. Uh, he's loading a ton of content. Looking really good. BJJ Finder. Check that out. Ah. Uh, really excited to see the posts from our friend Christian Woodmansey. And all of his pre-worlds preps. And just sort of the way he's attacking jiu-jitsu this year. Uh, tons of fun on that end. Dr. Gardner, my orthopedist, Raff, for hooking me up with some mad painkillers and anti-inflammatories. Uh, to, uh, like a steroid thing, too, to get me rocking out of this knee issue and back into training. And it's time, because I'm becoming an insane person. Like, I'm having trouble focusing... All of a sudden, I just go into reverting into guard. I'm watching hours of jujitsu, and that can't be good. That just can't be the way. (laughs) That is not the point of (laughs) shout-outs. I'll just move into... uh, That's actually going to do it for me, except, you know, to the lady friend, Victoria, who's been very helpful this week. Raph?
1: Aww. Shout-out always to Vicky. That's awesome. Uh, all right, where do we start? we we'll start at Valley Martial Arts Center. V- it's weird.
0: That's how a monster would say it.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I realize the portion of the show where it's me reading a bedtime story to Kevin. Yeah, you're done with that. All right. So, um, let's shout out John Budd this week. John Budd says the following to me. God, uh, God. Let's go. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to go away real yeah, soon. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I put it down. I put it down. All
1: right. You're not uh, mad John right the situation. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's awful. It's skirting a very thin line <laughs> right there. Uh, John Budd, I'm alone with him. He stops for a second. He looks at me and he just goes, hey, how far is the wedding? And I go, it's about a month and a half. And he goes, So you can your face can have damage yeah. inflicted to it? And I was like, yeah, go nuts. You have like a month more where you can beat <laughs> the shit out of me. So I appreciate that my training partners are very nicely looking out yeah, to try autism. and keep my face yeah. preserved. Nice. It's it's a huge thing, you know?
0: Yeah, that is I just,
1: sweet. <laughs> I just got some engagement photos done. And when that happens. You you look at it like an open slate where you go, oh, I don't have to worry about having my face messed up for like another month. This is great because the conversation is becoming more real. I'm looking at my training journal and I'm saying, uh oh, uh, I'm gonna have to not train as much for a couple weeks here. That's a terrifying thought.
0: We're gonna see Raph vacillating up his face before jujitsu training, <laughs> just making sure nothing <laughs> sticks. <laughs> He's got a I just a little bit. Like, Do you have one of those broken nose guards and headgear on? Like wear that. That's like jiu-jitsu's I, hill. I road. have
1: headgear, and somebody has worn what I like to call the Kobe Bryant mask, but yeah. I, I don't wear the headgear. Yeah, it's just it's really annoying. <laughs> I'll you, wear it when have I, you have worn I have to. Head
0: wear head yeah, I can wear headgear. I've, I I like. I don't mind the tripod headgear. I, it doesn't bother me that much.
1: But it, like as a whole, how many times have you rolled with headgear on? Mm, five. Out okay, of a lot. Like
0: yeah, out there. of I infinity. Mean, that's yeah. not a lot. Yeah, like <laughs> no. A, like, like you're twice. thinking, those five sessions
1: really saved years. So, yeah. uh, for me, I'm looking at it and I just go, ah, oh, shit. So we're getting close. I don't have that game, you
0: know, where I like grind with my ear. Like, I, just, I, don't do that.
1: I mean, that's fair, but sometimes I'm trying to be a nice guy. I'll let somebody work from side and they'll do the shoulder of justice, if you would, which sometimes falls straight under your ear. So Kelly saw me and she just goes, hey, by the way, the ear, it's looking a little swole right now. The next day I went to jujitsu and was like, nobody works inside on me. <laughs> I'm just letting everybody know that unless you're really, really better than me and you're really going to have to work for it. No more nice. No. So that is that is a very nice lesson I've learned. So I'm sorry, guys. I won't be the best training partner for the next uh, month and a half. Or second uh, yeah. best.
0: But third best is wide open.
1: I will say, I, it is it is a very, very coveted title I like to have. So, uh, yeah, my thanks to John Budd. My thanks to everybody over at VMAC. It's been a great week of training. My thanks to Hassan. Hassan, who's uh, doing our Tuesday, Thursday classes. He's been doing some really cool exercises with us. And uh, after a week away, Kevin actually, because <laughs> I also haven't been trained that much, I got sick. And Kevin goes, hey, Raf, how was it? And I go, Kevin, no. No, I don't want to, I don't feel it's right to talk jiu with you. You're injured and, like, Kevin never goes out of his way to be that pathetic to ask, but, but Raph, t- talk about jiu-jitsu.
0: What? Like, I just, I tell knew me you were it. back, and I felt good for you to be back,
1: and I thought I but should. What's the underlying part of that sentence that you're sending me, Kevin? Just but really think about it
0: no no, that no that that's
1: not true know. it's just that your knee you're like you looked at your knee and you're like oh who's training bro? tell me about your training how many times did you drill it
0: Put a little more ice on it because i can do <laughs> triangles did you do well oh.
1: <laughs> so um yeah so Hassan's doing some really cool exercises really been pushing me and i really really appreciate it and, uh, yeah, so that that's been some good stuff. I also want to shout out, uh, my old man because he's just awesome. And when you can do that and my dad's a baller, you just do that every once in a while. I want to shout out my uh, good friend Octavio who held it down for us. We had a nice viewing party at his place. Kev, let me tell you something. Octavio, great host. Um, not only that, yeah. his carne asada game, very strong. Ooh. So Dude was, was holding it down on the ones and twos and uh, did, a, did a really, really nice uh, uh, hosting UFC 183 party for all of us. And uh, before we get on out of here, I just want to say uh, just a couple quick words. I had a family member pass away. His name is Peter Wright. He is, Kev, you may not know this. He's like one of the first persons I remember who ordered pay-per-views for us, be it for fights or be it for wrestling or be it for anything so he's like the first person i remember who would uh actually go out of his way to order it for us and uh he was the owner of our pub our family pub called maggie's pub and i just remember him being such a consummate great host so when i talk about my friends like octavio and you know we always look to see who who's a good host and our good friend peter was really nice always super considerate and uh it, it really is a shame that uh He unfortunately passed this week, but I know my family is going to remember him very, very well. We have great memories of him, great memories of uh, of everything he did for all of us. So I just wanted to send a quick shout-out to him and uh, to his lovely wife, Diane, who is, I know, uh, terribly missing him. So to the two of them, I just want to say a quick shout-out. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much, Peter. I appreciate it. So that'll do it for me on shout-outs this week.
0: As always, to the people that buy... Fights, cheers, sir. That is going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening.
1: Good night and good fight.